Last time on PlayQuest. How many of you, uh, fine-looking adventurers have a missive from the Duke? Uh, what's a missive? <laughs> the situation's gone from a difficult crime to, to well, a whole lot worse for the whole town. Uh, I'm a sheriff of the law, and I arrived into this town to find... Oh. Uh, that there were two what? other missing persons, uh, and it is within it is within my authority and my responsibility to find them. So, between you and me, uh, what do you think happened to Griba? Uh, he says, I know what happened to Griba. Uh, Griba took off in the middle of the night with the, the very few possessions that she had, and drifted on to wherever she was drifting to next. We're looking for Noggin. Two weeks ago or so, a fella came knocking through here, weird fella, uh, in long white robes. Guy took an interest in Nog and not sure why. Can't tell you where he's buried, but I know where his hood is. The robe I recognize. That's not a problem. What do you mean you recognize it? Don't worry about it. No, no, no I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it right now. Um, yeah, so you just like turn into a horse and you and Philip book it out of there. Uh, and you think just in time, you hear an unearthly roar uh, as you exit the tree line and book it back towards. Uh, uh, the main street of Duggan. Oh, that angers Drew Deer. Hi, and welcome to PlayQuest, where we believe that sometimes a game should also scare you and make you not want to play it. That's a weird thing. With me, as always, is... I'm Liz, and I'm playing Drew Deer the Tortle. I'm Harrison, and I'm playing Bast, the half-elf paladin. I'm uh, Cal, and I play Felix, uh, the one that's always getting into trouble. I'm Chuck, and I play Winthrow Pittman, the wild magic sorcerer, and I'm on the lookout for the forest. And I'm Kyle, and I play Ukog, the half-orc barbarian, and Ukog's voice changes from scene to scene. <laughs> there it is. It's just <laughs> out <okay>. there. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. Uh, anyway, uh, well, hey, so how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty tired. Yeah, doing well. Great. Been uh, been at work conference all week, so you know, uh, drinking on the company dime. Boring. That's pretty so much, much all I'm going to talk about for the next couple days. So just get used to it in this episode. I refuse. <laughs> does that does that imply that we do that we make an one episode in like several days that we that we just lock ourselves <laughs> in a cabin? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we make these. We're dedicated. That's basically um, what Harrison and Liz are doing right now. That's true. <laughs> that's right. It's a bungalow, not a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a split level. and I think it's great, all the words that, that turtles have for their shells. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, my God. So does anyone feel like they, they solved the mystery from last week? Obviously. It's said the person is... with the with a, what I'm certain is the lowest intelligence modifier. Uh I know that we need to go and find a dead body. That's what I know. And uh we're gonna discover the loss of our innocence on the way and discover the friendships that really hold us together while we search <laughs> for this dead body, right? Did, didn't you assault <laughs> Your new friend in an alleyway last week. <laughs> it sounds like a Stephen King book. So like this is on target, right? This that was a Stand by Me thing, right? Is that what you were doing? Was yeah, that... that was a okay. Stand Got by it. Me riff. 
Ah, I got it! <laughs> From the perspective of Ukog, last week's recap was that he set out to, to change uh, the world's perspective on orcs uh, and proceeded to do that by entering a rage and assaulting his comrade in the street in front of a group of children. Hashtag um, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> the hashtag, that's our word, rage. Don't, don't take it. We're taking it back. That's your word. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I think uh, maybe let's jump in. So uh, where we left off last time, Ukog, Felix, and Bast, and Winthrol have met up back outside of Jesker Truce Tavern, the Pig's Trough, uh, back in front. Hieronymus the dog still lays there in front of the tavern, his uh, asleep next to his pail. Uh, Liz and Drew Deer, sorry, uh, Drew Deer and Philip have been off a little bit further out, and they've gone into the forest. Uh, they actually took more time to do what they did because of the travel involved, even though it was kind of like fewer roles and interactions. They were just kind of on the trail of a thing. So, uh, Liz, we'll we'll let you come in in a minute. So let's, why don't we pick back up with uh, the four of you guys back outside the tavern. Um, and and uh, Liz, you and Philip can come trotting back down the way in, in, in a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, um, I don't know about y'all, but I think we had a somewhat productive afternoon evening what time is it does anybody know isn't it really late it's really late so we'll say night maybe you two uh ukag and and felix maybe you two can give us the rundown on what you learned and then and then we'll share me and best well all right uh, so basically, we talked to uh, some people. Uh, I can't exactly say who. Uh, I was sworn to secrecy. But long story short, there's a corpse somewhere that might help us in our investigation because it's related to potentially the, the kid. Wait, is it the kid? No, it's not a kid's body, but uh, it might be related to the, ki- the kid, you know, disappearing. So like or... his his brother or like uncle, like that kind no, of related? It's a... It sounds like more like a, a really creepy adult, I think. You know, somebody that was, like, too interested in that kid. You know what I mean? So someone got interested and then the kid murdered him. I, I don't know exactly how... Uh, well, I guess... No, th- there are details that I can't speak about, but I can say that there is a body, they are dead, it was related to the kid, and that uh, we should find it, right? Ukog will pull out the uh, white robe and show... Um... Winthrow and Bast. Apparently, he was he was wearing something like this. Wait, is it that he was wearing that? Yes. Okay, so not like it, but exactly that. Uh, no. Uh, they you know something like this. Okay. Not the robe. All right. Well, so we got to find a body in literally the entire woods. Or do you know where the body is? We know someone who might know where the body is. Oh, who's that? Ukog, are we allowed to say that part? Uh, I don't know why we're hiding any of it, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what then? The you know the guy at the bar, the you know the, the what are they called? The guy who gives you drinks, oh. uh, bartender. Is that right? Yeah, him. That's a that is a stupid word for you not to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. What are you <laughs> well, we. We talked to him a little bit. We talked to some other people more. We talked. Yeah, we got uh, some. We got some very bad vibes from a trio of ne'er do wells named Greg, Steve, and Charlotte. Yeah, 
We talked to them, and they did not. They were not very helpful. Probably the hiding. Yeah, the something. only reason. Yeah, that's the only reason I could think of either for them being so unhelpful. Yeah. We so, talked I mean, we to we your... we ran two different pretty good cons on them, and yeah. their story it was a little fishy, but it was tight. Indeed, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they got their alibi or their their story together pretty well. We did glean a couple of things from them. I can tell you one thing: that orc, or yeah, she was a orc, Griba. A she, half orc, right? Well, who could say? Uh, I could. <laughs> that that's actually very insulting. But go continue. Uh, you're you're an elf, right? Well, who could say? You know. Anyway, so Griba, this uh, orc of un- indeterminate origin, uh, she they described her as very handy. What does that mean? I think that means she's a hooker, right? No, I think that's I think that's like slang for if you had more than two hands. That's an orc thing, right? Like if you had three hands, that would be like fifty percent more handy than you'd be very handy. Yeah, yeah, extremely uh, handy. I, I'm going to need a drink over here. I'm motioning towards the bar. <laughs> Ukag, is that more of a half orc thing or an orc thing? Uh, why am I the ambassador? <laughs> 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 you're you're always telling us when we're being offensive, so I figure you must have some base of knowledge you're drawing from. I uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just living it. It's uh, it's just life. It's just his experience, just like it was Griba's experience to have what we can only imagine is multiple hands, orc or not. I don't know. We do know that she had multiple hands, very handy. Yeah, somewhere in the range of two to four, probably. Yeah, five seems like a bit much. Uh, you'd think they would have mentioned five. Yeah. Uh, other than that, <laughs> all we can say is that they were pretty <laughs> sketchy. So as you guys are saying this, uh, and Ukog, you start to walk towards the bar, you notice the bar door swing open as three people, two, uh, two young men and a young woman, walk out of the bar. Them guys. Kind of laughing at first, and then when they see you guys, uh, they, they kind of stop and... and, and they look at you, but they just put their heads down a little bit and, and walk quietly uh, back off towards the town. And I like kind of uh, nudge Ukag in the. Um, I think that I'm doing it in the ribs, but I'm like a good bit sh- shorter, so I just kind of like nudge him on the thigh, and I'm like, "See, see what I mean? See? Are those the ones? Yeah. Well, the three, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ukag will grab uh, a beer off the bar and down it in one gulp and then starts walking towards those men and goes hey quit come here okay hang on wait let, let me let me just quickly be clear you guys aren't in the bar you're outside yeah, of it still, still. Bar. oh yeah. they were yeah, coming yeah, out yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah yeah so they're, they're they're just now walking away uh do you want to like try to shout at them yeah i'll, I'll still shout at them um <laughs> oh no hey quit come come here get over here um they like look back and uh, like look over and say, "Are you, are you talking to us?" Oh yeah, he certainly is, and I wouldn't make him angry. He's not someone you would like to be around when he's angry. I, I guess they they look around and and, and I mean, they, they say, "What what what do you want?" Uh, and the, the the shorter man in the back goes, "There's so many weird people." I told you I was right about the mood, man. Um, but they 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 walk over and they say, "What?" We need to ask you some questions. 
they they I uh they they I remember the woman steps forward and says I think we answered uh all of your friends questions do you do you have some others I, I mean we we honestly we we told you everything we know about Griva How many hands did she have <laughs> <laughs> They like they like look at each other and they like look back at your stone like cold orc face and and, and like they they don't know what to say but the guy in the back just pipes up and goes she had she had two hands man <laughs> just like two I mean they're pretty big hands but there's just two of them so Hansy just means big hands then right no man I, I mean like she fixed lots of stuff and. In the town, for like a lot of people, like I, I mean, you'd almost say that she ran a side business, but but she never took any money for it. Uh, and also, I mean, like when I say she's handy, it took her barely any time at all. Guys, guys, I think I got it. It's it's a metaphor. You know that word, but you don't know bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I grew up in the in the basement of a library. I don't know what you want from me. Oh God! Were you trapped in the nerd section of the um, library? Yeah, <laughs> like you didn't go, you didn't read any of the books that where people drank stuff and went into inns. Like, <laughs> why'd you want to go on an adventure? Like, all of them start in an inn. <laughs> it's definitely nonfiction. The section that I was in, I feel. Again, were you chained to the shelf? Like you couldn't move around the library? Well, I had to be real quiet though. They didn't know I was there. You know, I just kind of stayed by the furnace so it didn't freeze to death. Oh, if only that had happened. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys know the clients? Would you be able to give us a list? Uh, Like, pretty much everybody in town. This is mostly a place of farmers. I I mean, the people who get the most work are Jesker, uh, the the blacksmith, uh, and Griba. Everything breaks around here. You know, uh, she's got enough work, but uh, it, it never seemed to take her very long. Uh, and they kind of like look at each other and they're like, guys, it's it's late. Speaking of farming, we've got to get up early. Uh, and the fellow in the bag goes, we kind of tied one on tonight. Um, Wait, what did you tie it really on We really hope you find Gre- uh, We really hope you find Griba. Uh, she was never anything but kind to us. Who was the last one she worked for? They look and say, we we don't really know. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, not for us. We, we didn't have anything broken. Most likely for Jesker. This is where she worked. I'm sure she fixed stuff for him all the time. Thanks. You're welcome. As they turn to walk away, the woman looks back at Bast and Winthrop and goes, that young man was very polite. And then uh, <laughs> walks off after eyeing you. I seem satisfied. I look at Ukog and kind of like, pat him on the hip and i'm just like all right then let's go in and talk to that guy that sells booze i i agree you, you guys notice that like in the meantime the bar has like emptied the other fo- the other few folks that were there are gone and just as you're about to enter the bar you notice actually that hieronymus stirs uh as he begins to sniff the air and he looks down the street uh and you guys can see uh, a horse and then a spectral unicorn uh, uh trotting quickly uh, down the road back towards the bar I uh, I look at Hieronymus and I'm like, hey, Hieronymus, do you know that horse? Hieronymus is just sniffing the air and like he actually, uh, you notice he gets to all fours and he jumps up 
and he begins growling. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah kind of at, in that direction. Uh-oh. That horse is trouble, everybody. Or maybe that horse needs protecting. Or does the unicorn need protecting from the horse? Either way, further investigation is required. Real quick, Nick, I would like yeah. to nudge the fox inside of my clothes, sort of mm. like gently, and then just whisper, and just be like, hey, is, is that the same unicorn? Is it okay? Uh, you don't see him down there, he seems to still be invisible, but you do feel him like move up as though he's like poking his head out of your the top of your cloak, um, and he goes, dude, there's like maybe like three spectral unicorns out there and only uh liz what what color is philip uh he's entirely white yeah i mean and he's like and and most of the ones i know are like have like purple stripes and shit like yeah it's the same guy cool i say (laughs) and then (laughs) and then and then i turn to the others and be like i'm pretty sure that's uh the one unicorn for for felipe i think philip it was just philip dude oh right well, that one. So uh, I don't know about a horse, but you know that's uh, that's the one. You know the the one I couldn't touch. Let's go say hi. And so I, I just start trotting happily towards the unicorn, hoping I can touch it again. I don't know. Hieronymus thinks that that unicorn is is trouble. So, or the horse is trouble. We're not sure. Uh, yeah, I, I would run up to Hieronymus, but I you know I'm gonna slow down a little bit as I get close. If he seems like he's nervous around me, and maybe nuzzle him with my my nose yeah so the the closer you get um at first the more agitated hieronymus gets and you notice that like he's he's shifting to like uh like attack and like growling and baring teeth uh but then but the closer and closer you get he actually leaves off of that and by the time you're close enough to be able to nuzzle uh he's like sniffing you uh, and he goes around to your backside um, where that monster uh, ripped a good old horsey hole in you, and he sniffs that really hard. Um, and then you notice, like, uh, he looks at you guys, and then he just starts sniffing the air, and then he starts barking in the direction of the forest and dashes off into it. Can we see the wound that you're referring to? Oh yeah, I mean, you took. I mean, I mean, I don't. How much HP does a horse have, Liz? You took like uh, eight damage, right? Yeah, I think it was even ten. Yeah. It's pretty much most of my horse health. Um at this <laughs> at this point, if people are asking about my wounds, I will revert to turtle form and and show my true colors. They're red and green with yellow speckles on my shell. Which Just lets us know it's a male turtle. <laughs> do, do you do you want like a do you want like a theme song, Liz? Like for when you transform back, like it's Rudy, it's Rudy. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a fucking sick guitar riff. Just like yeah, just like a yeah, let me like yeah, just like a, a a transformation riff. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get you one of those. Get Kevin I, I just want to point out that the guitar riff that Liz used was not a sick guitar riff. It was something else entirely. <laughs> what do you know, like? Pretty sure it's. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many medals in air guitar do you have, Kyle? <laughs> I'd like to, when I revert into turtle form, um, if I'm a four-legged creature, it's a little awkward to do that because my shell is so heavy to stand up. You know, it's a little undignified for me as a turtle to be on all fours, but I do gracefully, as gracefully as I can. I'm not going to ask you to roll to turn back into yourself. You're 
you you yeah. do it you do I, it I just totally as you describe it. it and i'll be like hey hey kids what have <laughs> you been doing <laughs> were you a horse the whole time no I'm she not, was a turtle she's a the turtle whole time now. mostly a turtle but i can be a horse i can be other things too that's really cool also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but that dog just totally took off. It's he's like gone now. Wait, for real? Yeah, he just ran away. Oh yeah, he's like he's like deep in into the forest now, and as dark as it is, still like yeah, you can't you, uh, without like a check, like you can't see where he is. Dang, you're on him. You figure we should chase him, you know, given that his owner's dead, likely somewhat related to you know us, you know, being with him. Nah, dude. Rule number six: trust Hieronymus. He knows what he's doing. Oh right, okay. He did seem very weary of my wound. Of your butt. How did no, you get your wound? I'll stick my leg out further from my shell and show it off. Yeah, it was it was pretty horrible out there. So I went to look at the kid's house and I checked around there. Yeah. It was pretty much ransacked, not much going on. Uh, but I did find some some tracks leading to the woods. And... I know we agreed not to go into the woods, but mm. I'm a seasoned tracker, and so I I did. And what I saw was horrifying in the woods. There was a bloody altar, and something came out of the woods. I don't even know what it was, and it slashed me, slashed me hard, and we ran off. But I think I could find it again if you guys want to come and check it out with me. Uh, very much no, thank you. <laughs> so... I would love to like cut you off at this point and say like yes yes we've got to go now that's that was a great explanation of how dire the situation is but we can't spend <laughs> any more time the Hieronymus, Hieronymus could be dying right now that thing that slashed you could be ripping it to shreds he did head in that direction I'm pretty sure can, can you track him yeah I could track him if you track him I'm coming with you will you track him yeah. Hang on, 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 hang on. No, this is not the time for slowly thinking through things, and that that's the time needed for Hieronymus to die. Nah, Hieronymus knows what he's doing, okay? We definitely know that. Like, more than any of us, he knows what he's doing. Well, doesn't that mean that we we might need him? What if he knows what he's doing, but he goes off and does his own thing, and then we don't have anybody to help us through the forest again? I say we go, right? It's in our own interest. It's not about whose interest it's in. Like, Hieronymus can do his own thing. He's a chill dog, you know? And he knows well, what he's... I will he f- say, I don't know what attacked me. It was pretty tough, and I don't know how many of them there were. Just full disclosure, kids. I like those odds. <laughs> that sounded pretty good, right? Let's let's do it. So a- as you guys are deliberating this, just one other thing happens. Sheriff Mule comes back uh, around the corner, and he starts walking back into the inn. Have you guys found anything? Uh, if so, file a report. My investigation's done by noon tomorrow, and I'm I'm heading out to chase down the only leads that I've got. I don't guess you guys found anything startling or alarming did you that sounds great no yep, we, we we might have a lead right now but we're still tracking it down it's in the forest see you later he yeah he waves uh and walks into the inn i start trying to tug on drew shell to lead her forward if she'll like 
uh, it shall show us where Hieronymus went. How many pounds do you weigh? Oh, uh, not very many. Uh, should I make a strength check? I think your tugging will be ineffective. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't even feel it. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty strong <laughs> for a string bean. I th- I think I think this is up to to you, Liz. Uh, are you wanting to do a sur- survival check? Um, you guys tell me where you want to go. Yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna track around uh, at least while these fools are talking about if they want to come or not. Sure, give me a survival roll. See if you can track Hieronymus. I roll a nineteen. Whoa, nice! Yeah. Uh, you're able to track him very obviously as soon as he hits the the edge of the forest. But once you get a little bit in there, uh, but you notice that that Hieronymus is purposely seemingly moving over areas that like don't leave tracks. And and with a nineteen and a survival check on that. Like, you know, this is this is how, like, certain kinds of stealth hunters hunt. He's not trying to avoid being found. He's, like, trying to avoid being seen upon arrival, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is he heading in the general direction of where I found the altar? Yeah, you notice, like, the heading is a little off. It's not exactly, like, where you were, in that general direction, like uh, southeast. Okay. If um, if Drew Deer kind of points us in the direction that the that the dog is heading, I want to peel off from the group and do my rogue thing. So I want to like separate from the group just by like fifteen twenty feet, and then go ambush. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to five. do? <laughs> I I forget how to sneak because it's a forest and it's unfamiliar to me is what it looks like. I like to think instead of uh, being unfamiliar with the forest, you just start talking to yourself. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, I got to follow this dog. This dog is walking down this way. If I'm real quiet, maybe I can, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I, think, I think I read a shitty ass book about this before. <laughs> you sound like uh, Brett from Flight of the Concords when you're trying to impersonate Cal. So, <laughs> I'll take a compliment. It. That yeah. guy's yeah, that guy's got a Grammy. <laughs> Doesn't he have an Oscar? Uh, Not for his speaking Oscar? voice. Didn't didn't <laughs> yeah, he win? He's got an Oscar. Didn't he win music for uh, the Muppet movie. Muppets? Yep. Yeah. Muppets, yeah. Oh. He's like on the egot territory. Do I should I give should I give Chuck inspiration now? Is that what I think? Is that the last? He's already got one. This? That's what oh I no, heard. definitely not. I don't think that's right. No. Okay. No okay. more two now. Yeah, I don't right. think no, people just, that get kidding. maliciously bitten by a rabbit get inspiration. God. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Drew dear, what do what's it look like? What should we be doing? Well, it seemed like a bloody mess out there. Uh, yeah, hey, just like in general, we should probably stay away from bloody messes. You hear from like thirty possible. yards behind you. <laughs> But, you know, if we're tracking the kid, there were tracks from the house leading to this altar. I think it's a good lead. I'll just I'll just remind you, Liz, that those tracks obviously led to Duster's body, not uh, not the kid. Right. So. OK, sorry. I'm, yeah, if that I, wasn't. Sorry. I'm remembering that detail now. Well, like when you're when you're a multi hundred year old turtle who isn't a kid. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They're all children. 
No, I, I just want I, I, I was quite certain that was just your normal way of speaking, but that the uh, the nuance might be lost on the other dunces here in your party. I just wanted to. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, I think we should we should definitely go and investigate this altar. I think it's a hot lead. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. Sure. So you guys like book it through the forest uh harrison out in front i think bass is just like running as fast as he can uh through that area liz are you just like trying to lead them to the altar or are you guys trying to follow hieronymus's trail as best you can just just tell me which you you, your is your like priority uh i guess how good is hieronymus at hiding as a stealth hunter do yeah i mean like really good uh in fact uh, the deeper you guys kind of get into the forest and back there, the harder it's to track. And you're actually pretty sure that you're you're gonna at a certain point have to go on intuition. Okay. Um, that that like you can't you can't be totally sure if you're like mixing up Hieronymus's tracks or another animals or something. The deeper you get into the forest, because the as before, the yeah. forest changes very subtly as you guys move through it. So it it gets harder it gets harder to, to make that track. But like you also feel very but you can also lead them to the altar no problem. Like you, Yeah, you, Drew Deer is like, an amazing woods turtle. No, yeah, and your survival of nineteen is like, yeah, you've got your like magnets in your brain. If you're he's do turtles have that probably sure that he can make it to the altar. And if if it seems like that's where Hermanus is going, even if, even if Drew Deer loses the tracks, that's where we're going. You do think uh, that at some point those paths diverge, that like if you were to make your best guess about where Hieronymus goes, he's going a bit deeper into the forest than where the altar was. Okay, I'll still I'm going to lead them to the altar and I'm going to hold that detail to myself for now. Uh, You guys get all that way down to the altar. When you guys get there into this little clearing that's into the forest, um, it looks to be. Uh, it's not a natural clearing like the one where your campsite was further back. This has obviously been like cleared recently, but there is this massive stone altar sitting in front of it, uh, draped in like recently dried blood. Oh, guys, this is y'all. Come on. Um, yeah, come on. and Chuck, your lights like uh, uh, light up this whole situation out here. Uh, you guys also see uh, Duster's dead body, this like very well-equipped uh, young hunter uh, that's been totally bored to death, um, uh, laying there uh, away, uh, some ways away from the altar. Uh, all around the area, you can see scuffling where trees have been freshly chopped and added to a fire beneath this like large stone altar, and then also a bonfire near. Uh, uh, and also another bonfire just nearby it. Um, and you can see what there was like maybe remnants of even a camp here. So I just uh, rolled a, a 13 for investigation. I want to search Duster's body for um, like signs of what attacked him and any possessions that he might or might not have on him. Okay. Um, so. On, on Duster's body, you find him to be uh, extremely well-equipped. He's got a longbow on him. Uh, he's got a, a quiver of full, like, homemade arrows, but you notice the craftsmanship is really good. Uh, he's got a long knife, uh, a uh, heavy leather, leather vestments, which is just leather armor. Uh, he's got a trap-making uh, kit on him as well. 
with your investigation of a 13 and, and Liz's knowledge and a number of other things, you guys can see that there's a striking likening to the wounds on Duster that you saw on Ingus's body. Uh-oh. I tell the others that. I, I look and I go, well, I don't know if you noticed, guys, but this looks exactly like the kind of things that killed uh, the gnome guy. Um, I think it's the same thing, maybe. Also, I'm taking base, and I just kind of mm. shove the longbow in my pack. <laughs> the arrows. And no, and no, pack. no, you're not. No, you're not. You can't just go around taking people's stuff. Well, he's not going to use it. He's done with it, I think, for now. That's not how. That's not how it works. People's stuff is their stuff. We're not when they're dead. And if I die, you can have all my stuff. I don't care. I don't want and your stuff. We don't know that this stuff is his stuff. The the house of the kid was. Well, no, we know it's not true. your stuff. That's true. It's definitely not my stuff. I have everything I need. <laughs> do you do you physically try to stop Cal from looting this body? Because uh... <laughs> he'll just kind of look at you and nod and just be like, well, I, you know, uh, I don't think you can own anything if you're dead. Well... Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I just, like, am super suspicious of you snatching up everything forever. I'm like, well, that's not right, but there's, like, bigger fish to fry, like the fucking terrifying evil altar that's right in front of us right now. Yeah, we should, we should investigate that, I think. That oh, seems please. more pressing than a dude's knife. What? What does that knife look like? Uh, sure, I'll bring it over to Ukog. Like, I just hand him the knife and be like, oh, yeah, you want this one? Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, it's a, a long knife. You don't think, like, the steel's anything, like, very impressive. It's pr- it's maybe even just iron. Um, but the handle is a, a very nice, uh, like, carved, uh, some kind of, of either bone or antler or something. Uh, and it looks like there's an inscription on it, an elvish. What's oh, I say? can read that. Uh, Nick, I read it. I can read Elvish. Uh, okay, so the inscription says, To my one love. That's all it says. I tell Ukag that. I'm like, well, it looks like it's kind of um, maybe depressing, given that it was once the property of a dead man. It says, uh, to my one love. Still the property of a dead man. That remains to be seen. Who gave that to Duster? But I don't know. They might want it back. Well, if they want it back and we find them, then we can give them the knife. Like, it's not a big deal. But uh, for right now, I don't know where they are, who they are, and so uh, Ukog's going to keep it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll put it in my pack. (laughs) You've got a knife. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mimic, and it stabs you through your pack. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, there's nothing familiar about this knife to me, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, those of you that have seen scary curved knives um, in, in your various backstories, no, this is like a, a longer shorn blade. Uh, I would say that, um, well, any of you guys that have spent time with the elves, this looks elvish. I mean, it's not like incredible or amazing steel. There's something magical about it, but like it looks like it was crafted by elvish smiths. What's uh, What's this elvish obsession with knives? Maybe you guys can tell me. Ukog says this very sarcastically, uh, mimicking the questions about orcs earlier. Uh, Yeah, I think elves' obsession with knives is like they're really good at cutting stuff. Oh, oh, sure. 
Maybe that explains it. I feel like I've always been pretty good with a shank, right? Yeah, I cut things. I think it's just the job of knives. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I say to the invisible air as, as God speaks um, in my ear. Right. Apparently, I'm not as good as being speciest as you elves are. Uh, well. So did you guys want to investigate the altar? Was it, was someone doing <laughs> yes. that? or what was yeah. that? Yeah. Is anyone right. going to advance I'm the plot? I'm definitely going, while you guys are fighting over this knife, Drew Deer is gonna go investigate the altar and look for any clues what kind of people's blood or animals' blood this might be. Throw me throw me down a, an investigation roll. Seventeen. Roll. Wow. Uh Philip appears beside you. Um and like as you like up, crawl Phil? up on the altar. Yeah, <laughs> as, as you uh, appear on the altar, he seems to like hesitate and, and, and he like he's kind of like, This is a bad place. This is very bad. So you see that, like, drinks in the dried blood, there is, there is a, there's remnants of a corpse here. It looks like there is also a tip of a blade embedded in where the middle of where the corpse was, like, uh, broken off into the stone. Uh, what's strange about the corpse is it looks like it's been completely burned. But there's no other fire marks anywhere else around this thing. Um, the other thing that you notice with the 17 is that this corpse is small. Um, it's not. It's not very big, and it's not a half. Does it match um, in description the the size of the missing child? With a 17, you know this is not noggin. This is this is actually something a little too big. To be Noggin. Noggin was described as being uh, about six years old. You think that uh, this was probably something uh, a little older, uh, maybe not, uh, maybe like uh, ten or twelve. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna try to dig out that knife blade with my turtle claws. Philip shouts, "No!" But I want you to give me a wisdom save as you try to. I roll a 17 wisdom save. Okay, cool. Uh, you uh, quickly pull your hand back as like a purple energy, like, and Philip comes over and says, A dagger of chaos, something magical. It is used to summon something, summon something like me from the other side. What do you mean, something like you, Philip? He looks at you really intently with his horse face like his and then turns so that his eye on one side meets yours and he says from the other side of the veil well is that something I've ever heard before Nick yeah all of you have heard it uh, in terms of the, 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 the shared dream of that goofy intro oh okay um, yeah so like the, the, the veil probably like tick something for everybody here right i want to ask philip or drew deer wants to ask philip uh about the bad feeling that he had when we first came this direction is he having it now from the altar or was it attached to that the thing the chaos dagger oh or the creature that we saw out there it's connected the creature uh and this dagger they share an origin? 
Is that the word? Uh, he he kind of shakes his head and he says, I, I'm sorry, you, you must understand. It's been 300 years since I carried on a conversation. Um, 320. Yeah, yeah, remember totally. remember the day, Philip? I remember it very well. Hey, True Deer, did you use a chaos dagger to summon Philip? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, not unless you think Ukog's hands are chaos daggers. <laughs> I mean, like, no, Philip came from that ago? crazy vein of trees. Oh, way back then? No, nope. I met Philip when he was living, breathing flesh unicorn in this plane. Yep, Philip nods. See, <laughs> Nick, I, I kind of like while they're talking, like, kind of step off to the side. Uh, and make it look like I'm sort of muttering to myself, but I'm just kind of leaning in and touching. I nudge uh, Reynard, basically, and then kind of whisper under my breath, and just be like, "This thing, this thing from, from the 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 veil, is it, is it bad? Is it is it like you, but but bad?" Oh no, man, it's it's nothing like me. I, I'm not I'm not like that. Uh, no, no, no. But this thing is really bad. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be a stickler about our deal or anything, buddy. But uh, my, my our deal was for you to get me out of the forest. You know, this is the edge. That's cool. What's a boundary? I don't know. But uh, there's some there's some bad shit coming this way. And and if you would like to hightail it, I'd be into that. So is it stronger than you? Are are you saying? Are you oh yeah! That you're oh afraid? yeah! Big time! You only said my name three times, dude. Someone else spilled the blood of an innocent to summon this thing. Some magics are stronger than others. You're gonna have to learn that really quick. Okay. So I realize that it's kind of conspicuous. They're probably a little busy, but so I quickly tell um, Reynard, I'm just like, hey. So f for the future, if I if I nudge you twice, it means should I run, and if I nudge you three times, it means what is that? Does that sound good? Okay, okay, and then uh, when I uh, uh, wiggle, uh, like, bristle my tail against your armpit, uh, that that means shut up. Um, and then when I bite your ass, that means run, because those are the only two commands I'm ever going to give you. Okay, got it. And so I whip around, I turn to the other ones, and I, I have, like, a serious look on my face, and, and I just say, um, I... I I guess if we could find Hieronymus and get the fuck out of here, that would be great. But I have a really, really, really bad feeling about this. I feel like maybe we're going to die. Now? Fucking now you do? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a clamp on your on your, <laughs> your behind. Like, <laughs> uh, like comes as you get like a sharp like pain of like a half a hit point. Uh, yeah, so at that point, like I just I do like a rally thing. And I'm just like, m m m maybe we should go. And start, like, kind of working my way, sort of, like, away, and, like, hoping that they start following. Oh. Uh, what? We're not done here yet. Get, get back. Yeah, if we're gonna be here, we might as well fucking do something useful besides roll in, steal a dead dude's bow, and then run for it. So, so Drew Deer, is this where Hieronymus's tracks end? Or do they keep going from here? I don't understand. Well... Hieronymus. Yeah, where, where is Hieronymus? He was using evasive maneuvers. He's probably running uh, on things like sand that are harder to track. 
it might take him some more time to get here, or maybe he went on a trail to follow the thing. Yeah, I think at this point, you guys hear, like, barking in the distance, and it sounds like the cracking of, of trees. Oh, there he is. Hieronymus. Was it Hieronymus's bark? Did he? Was he the one cracking the trees? <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the answer presents itself shortly oh, as bursting out of the side of the forest near the altar, a massive skeleton-like demon breaks apart two trees. He's got fantastically big horns on his head, and his whole body seems to be made of like sharp, pointy ribs all the way down to his hands and his feet. He stands kind of lunging, almost like a like a dinosaur, like kind of thing. He's a large Wait, he's, creature. He's a skeleton he, he, made out of all ribs. Uh, he's very pointy. Let's put it that way. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Um, you can see, like, on the insides of him, where organs and stuff are. Maybe like the dried husks and like darts of bl- uh, and bits of blood in those places are what used to be in there or maybe it's just from the things he's run into it's it's hard to tell if it's like the sign of kills or the sign of his former life um and it lets out an unearthly roar uh, roll for uh and shortly after that then yeah you see hieronymus come bursting out of the woods barking well. <laughs> uh covered in blood as well that's not good that's that uh well this is well, i don't know this is uh, great news we found hieronymus doing the outro yeah Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Outro with that nat one, baby. <laughs> and Liz almost wanted to go with you. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We were almost quite close to a co-outro for the first time. <laughs> right. This is never going to happen again. I rolled highest in initiative. I rolled a, I No, actually, I rolled a nat 20, which yeah. is a 19 because I have a negative modifier. <laughs> I, I think that means he gets two turns in a row, right, Nick? Nope, not at all. Uh, natural, natural, nothing. Yeah, natural numbers don't mean anything. Well, it's a lot I mean, of twos it. and yeah. threes and fours and fives. It's gonna be a long <laughs> time till you guys catch up with me. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen is you're gonna go. Then that thing's gonna murder all of us before we move. Well, like, it's gonna murder me because I'll happen. be closest to it since I moved first. Oh, that's good. That'll give me a chance to run. So I'll soak up all his <laughs> his lethal damage while you guys run away. Perfect. That that sounds excellent. Yeah, <laughs> that's, how, that's how you tank, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so Harrison, you are up first. Uh, here's the setting of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, I think, are all uh, spread out. Uh, the The area around here, though, is is really only about a, a, a thirty foot radius area around the altar in this like recently cleared campsite and altar area. The monster is large and takes up four squares. Uh, and Hieronymus is on, just on the other side of him, uh, on the tree line, uh, in between, uh, uh sorry, uh, the monster is in between you guys and Hieronymus. Drudier is obviously on the altar area, uh, and probably, so probably has the most forward position of anyone here. And then, I, and then I would say, Cal, you are probably closest on the outside from where you wandered away from the group. Everyone else, you guys can Excellent. sort of think about how to place yourselves, but you are all within a movement of each other or less. Um, and the monster and Hieronymus and the tree line. All right. Sorry. So we're all within a movement of each other and within a movement of the monster. Yeah, within the yeah, it's a thirty foot radius within this clearing. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, there's yeah, 
you can't get from one side of the clearing uh, to the other, but you could, but any of you can get to, to the tree line, the monster, each other, the altar, whatever you want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Bast. I would like to use my movement to get uh, next to this monster and attack it with my greatsword. Okay. Uh, you run forward and unsheathe your greatsword and attack it. Give Let's me that roll. see what I roll. I rolled a 16. A 16 hits. Okay, that is 10 damage. Is your sword magical or anything? It is definitely not. When you smack into this creature, you, you hit it hard and you feel some of the bones beneath it crack. And when they do, you see this kind of like eerie blue flame or light begin to leak out of them. And the creature roars in your face and then you begin to notice where the bones are connected, like where sinew is or these kinds of like crazy blue flames, like kind of holding it together. The creature seems kind of magical in some way. Not good. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'll bring it to the monster's turn, which is super mad at you. <laughs> no one could they have seen that coming. They see me tanking. They hate him. <laughs> he actually backs up from you and, and invokes an attack of opportunity if you want to take it with your reaction. I will do that. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. before I die. That time, I rolled an eight. Uh, you try to crack it, but it, it throws your sword back with its horns on its head as it jumps back 10 feet, and you see it then rear its its claws, dab into the ground, and then just barrel at you as fast as it can. What's your AC? 16. Uh, yeah, he hits, and he does 25 <laughs> damage. <to you>. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Um, yeah no uh, so he he gores you harrison uh by backing up and you guys just watch i think harrison it pierces your armor uh one of his horns as he just like rams it into you uh, and then tosses you off to the side 10 feet away and prone i am uh, definitely not then, yep, prone because yeah. dead yeah and then he and then he roars into the air and that brings it to cog is going to shout rage at seeing his new uh, workplace associate thrown about <laughs> and uh hey man, more more per, per diem for you are you kidding that's right oh, that's true that per diem is gonna go a little bit uh further now can hang out a little bit longer at the the pub and charge into the monster attacking with his uh great sword well, okay. that's an insane thing to do. I thought you had. A, I thought you had an axe. A great axe, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just making sure. Just make sure. So uh, I roll a twenty-two to hit because I have advantage now on my strength-based attack. Yep. And uh, I do. No, 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 no. That, that's not how that works. You have to use reckless attack to get advantage on your attacks. You you get strength for saves and checks, but not attacks. Okay. Well, it's still twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, the yeah. First roll. I was gonna say. You, yeah. It's, you're you're still good. And I roll 15 for damage. So, whoo, uh, you, you smash into its skull and more of that, that crazy blue flame leaks out and it roars at you. It looks like it's going to come after you next pretty soon. Cal. Okay, so I draw the longbow that I just uh, stole, uh, slash looted. Uh, I then take the rest of my standard movement away uh, into the tree line. Uh, I then use cunning action to... Uh, attempt to hide with my bonus action, and I'm going to roll stealth for that, I guess, which is a 20. 
Uh, and then once I feel su- sufficiently hidden behind a, a bush or whatever, I'm then going to draw the longbow and take a pot shot at the demon. And right before I fire it, just kind of desperately whisper to, to Reynard and just be like, oh, we're so, we're so doomed. Help me out here, man. And then loose. Yeah, Ray- Reynard is like, dude, I told you what biting your ass meant. It meant to run, not shoot. <laughs> oh. uh, I ran and shot, I guess. Uh, but I rolled an 18. I rolled an 18. Uh, okay, that hits. And then I guess I can roll damage, which is a six. And Ukog is within touching distance, five feet of this guy, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's a sneak attack, um, which is a four, so ten total. Okay. Ten more damage to him. But it, again, it kind of bounces off. It looks like it cracks a little bit of bone on this thing. That'll bring it to Chuck. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. He has to uh, roll a constitution save um, okay. against my spell crafting, whatever, which is 13. He fails. Yes! Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so I'm going to roll 2d20. Or 2d20. Uh, 2d8. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, You're definitely not doing that. Get out of my game. <laughs> Hell yes. That's what I'm oh, talking nice. about. Uh, so I rolled a seven and an eight. So 50, he takes fifteen damage, and he's pushed. What damage type is Thunder Wave? Uh, it, like the spell itself, or I believe it's thunder no, damage. No, no, like is it thunder damage? Yes. Yeah, thunder damage. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so I part of this with the magic too. So he is vo- he's vulnerable to this magic. Ooh. So, you, so after you guys have been like whacking him, uh, and kind of doing little damage, and you guys maybe oh. watched. Your your like heaviest hitter go down. Like uh, describe what Winthrop does as you as you like blast this thing back uh, for for a heavy amount of of damage with that. Hang on, Nick. It's, we do need to do one thing right quick before all of this happens. Is roll a d twenty, but it's a four, so we're good. All of what we said actually does happen. What what is the oh that's right the d twenty on the on the wild magic on the wild table magic what's the table. it's what's a the, what does the four do just like no effect no no effect yeah so the uh, just for um, for the record as a wild magic sorcerer I roll a d twenty every time I cast a spell and if I get a nat one then I roll a d one hundred and like crazy shit happens um, and it's like some of it's awesome some of it's terrible some of it's just wild like. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the cool things about being a wild magic sorcerer. But no, definitely, I, I I love I love it all the way to death. Yeah, so I think um, you know, the way Winthrop casts magics is um, you know, very like handsy, um, and he kind of like you know claps his hands together, um, or like claps them and then like stops like a foot apart from each other, um, and then a like kind of a huge clap of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, very handsy. Um, this is why you have to say your jokes in the with the words. Okay. Um, say your joke with the words. <laughs> you cast magic with three hands. That's right. Very handsy <laughs> oh. magic. Um, so he, he kind of like brings his hands as if he's gonna clap, but holds them like a foot apart, and this you know huge um, thunder wave kind of emanates from him in this in, a, in like a big cube. Um, and it like there's this huge crack of thunder, um, and and like this, I I imagine kind of like a tiny lightning bolt, uh, but of like purple lightning, um, in that space too. 
and yeah. and the like energy um kind of like rolls through this skeleton and pushes him back um away from uh ukag about 10 feet okay Burrush. yeah and like some of his like uh pointy ribs like shatter and break sick okay that'll bring it to drew deer okay uh drew deer is going to cast fairy fire at the bone monster each object in a 20 foot cube can be outlined in a green light if it fails well that just happens and um oh yeah if it fails a dex saving throw I uh, I'm pretty sure it fails. I'm it sure fails. it does. Yeah. Uh. The, yeah. It, it rolled a it rolled a seven. Yeah. So for the duration for one minute, objects um shine green in a ten foot radius, and any attack roll against that creature has advantage oh, if nice. the attacker can see it, which it probably can because it's shining green. So I have a question about my turtle claws. Yeah. So. They do unarmed attacks, even though they're on my arms. Um, can is that can that work as a bonus? It's the, it's the only way to do unarmed attacks. It's a paradox with your arms. <laughs> can I turtle claw as a bonus attack? You you not when casting a spell. I don't think you get an offhand attack. Okay. Um, if you say, uh, use shillelagh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely do it with, with one attack. You can definitely do an offhanded attack with your with your turtle claws. Okay. Uh, well, then I, I'll move a little closer to my fallen comrade and the the bone monster. Um, okay. But not but not too close. Maybe ten. Which comrade? Ten off. Um, Bast. <laughs> Bast. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> You do that. Um, that actually brings us to Hieronymus's turn. Hieronymus rolled an eight, uh, and you watch as he like uh, jumps up past while, while the creature tries to fend itself off. Oh, Nick, but uh, it's at advantage. Try it again, my man. Oh, oh fair enough. <laughs> um, Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's a lower one, we were, we, but we were just checking to see if um, uh, he critted because uh, he still succeeded. Uh, with the with oh. with his with his roll of an eight, oh, he's um, got some modifiers. Dang, Hieronymus. I'm not telling you guys Hieronymus's modifiers. He's an he's an epic level golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I got out of this is Hieronymus is super badass. What did I tell y'all about trusting Hieronymus? Uh, so yeah, so when he jumps uh, at the thing, the the monster fends itself off, and, and he gets a hand in in front of it. Uh, but Hieronymus nonetheless like seems to pass through, and you guys look back. Hieronymus has like one of the the monsters like finger bones in his mouth, and he's chewing on it. That'll bring it back to the top. So Bast. Alrighty, let's make a death saving throw. Okay, sixteen. One pass. Nice. Woo. Okay, that brings it to the monster's turn. Uh, the monster makes good on his promise from last roll. Uh, from from the last roll, Ukog. Um, and he uh, he does. He's been blasted ten feet back from you, okay. uh, and so he's uh, he pops up and then charges at you uh, to attack. Uh, he crit hits. Oh, oh boy! Yes. Oh boy! Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Ukog, mm-hmm. Ukog. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Did you say? Did you say you were raging? I am raging. 
Did, okay, you have two rages at level two? Yep. Okay. Um, and more if you're not paying attention. Oh, man. <laughs> right. I, I actually need you to make me a strength saving throw. Uh, and you and now you do get to do that at, at advantage. Whew. Thank God for advantage. Yeah. 24. Okay. So, Ukog, uh, it, it, what that means is that you're not thrown back and knocked prone, but it, it may okay. not matter because he does uh, the following damage to you. Uh-oh. Is it two or three digits? <laughs> you don't think it might be four? Oh, he, what? What? He does 33 damage to you, <laughs> which you take half of. Okay. Uh, because you're raging. Uh, it, it's piercing damage. You have that much health, though. You survived this, don't you? Yeah, I do, actually. Jesus. Oh, okay. yeah! I think, I think this that's, like, so awesome uh, that, like, yeah, this thing, like, charges at you, and it gores you, too. Like, I think it, it rams a horn, like, through your, your side and abdomen, and everybody's like, <gasps> uh, but then, yeah, you, like, <gasps> you're, like, alive, and you make your strength save uh, and don't get knocked down. And- oh, it's paying back. All right, I'm just going to stare angrily at the uh, this giant skeleton's face and attack again with my great axe. Well, 16, okay. so, yeah, keep the 21. Roll eleven uh, damage plus okay. uh, rage damage. I, it's worked in there. Oh, already. nice, nice. Uh, yeah, so you whack it uh, a good one, and, and the hole you put in its head earlier opens up a little wider, but the beast is still alive and roaring. I, uh, I pull. I, I guess I'm I'm still hidden in the bush, and I've got this this longbow. So I draw another arrow, uh, and and I'm just like, uh, fly true, <laughs> just launch it. Uh, at this thing's eyeball. Uh, seventeen. Yep, seventeen, uh, 17 hits. Yep. Uh, and then damage is uh a four, but I still get sneak attack because he's close to my buddies. So that is another d six, which is a f- is a one. So <laughs> five total. <laughs> All right, five more damage. Uh, a bit a little less than that. <laughs> Um, so like you you do like actually like hit it it's an, in its eye hole and then uh, Reynard is like I mean like it's not a bullseye contest dum dum <laughs> you notice that like it just it goes like through its eye hole because it's a bone monster there's nothing there to hit <laughs> and it, like kind of like rattles around inside of its head a little bit and it seems to nick some stuff that'll bring it to Winthrop. Um so Winthrow is uh, like definitely excited that the first magic attack he did like clearly fucked that skelly up so um he's gonna um kind of rear back and uh cast another one um he's gonna cast a firebolt at it so we'll roll a 21 to hit with advantage obs and hit uh balls uh and (laughs) do two damage (laughs) so i and, and and even that when you, you you're you're like I'm so confident and you blast fire over at this thing and it and it blasts right into its face and you're like that had to bring it down it was like on its last legs uh, and then you watch as that flame that you sent at it gets sucked into one of its holes and the beast roars it looks like you've done no damage to it at all oh dunk oh. damage reduction I'm going to call out to Philip. And invoke my um my spirit totem ability. Like Philip, okay. black eyes. 
since he's already out, I just need him to like be there with me. Like, look at me, Philip. I need your power. <laughs> uh, he's like, it is yours to command. <laughs> as he like uh, blasts his his magical aura all over everybody in this air in this radius. Because is the aura is like. 20, 20 foot radius? It's right? a 30 foot radius, so he's around oh, me. Shit. And oh, so I mean, his aura covers the entire combat area, so yeah, everybody's All in. the action up in there. Yeah. Uh, so I called this ability because I'm going to do a, a cure wound spell, and I can have Philip spread that spell out to everyone I choose within that 30 foot radius. So I oh, will. Oh, snap. I will. Sp- Whoa. I'll spread it to everybody. All right. What's that? How's that? How's that go? Holy cow! Um, so you just you just get to take like a at a level two like a cure wound spell and turn it into like a mass cure wounds. Yeah, basically. Holy shit! Once a day with the unicorn spirit. Here, I'll see if I can. Uh, okay, what's a day? Put it yeah, out this is there. a good point. This is a good time to use it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not broken at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I think the shepherd oh, thing is very popular. So everyone gets the, the bonus. Sorry, there's some some debate as to what happens. What did you say, Harry? So I, we're not sure. I, I I think that one person, so like you cast the healing spell, mm. and one person gets healed, mm-hmm. and they get healed for your druid level, and everyone else you choose, so like all the good guys and none of the bad guys get the druid level heal. So like everyone gets two points that you choose, so not the monster, everyone else, and then one person that you're doing the spell on. We'll get since it's cure, since it's uh, cure wounds. We'll get the one d eight plus two. Okay. So you still, which still at this level, like an extra two points is sure not nothing. Yeah, yeah, for real. So everyone gets the two, and Bapst. <laughs> Bapst. That's right, Bapst. <laughs> Bapst is Bapst. gonna get five whole points. Whoa, boy! I'm so, feeling great. You know. This next hit, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I totally got this guy seeing dead. So, yeah. Hieronymus like runs over to you and 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 like I think licks uh, for his turn. Like starts licking some of the blood uh, off of your your body and your wounds there, Harrison. Uh, and he actually uses some of his turn to help you stand up. And then it's your turn. Well, I guess I'm gonna. Try another whack with my greatsword because that went so well the first time. I mean, it kind of did. You just got hit back. <laughs> <laughs> so seventeen. That's a that's Hell a hit, yeah, dude. Okay, this uh, monster is starting to seem like serious business. So I'm also going to burn a divine smite. Ooh, um, ooh. Is this creature? Am I am I right to assume that this creature is undead? It's a it's a walking skeleton amglam of horror and chaos. <laughs> so yeah, it's somewhere on that scale. So then, in addition to my eleven slashing damage, that's fifteen radiant damage. Damn! Wow, Harrison, I think you should describe the scene of how how Bast finishes the monster and brings it in uh, to all of this. So I'd like to have like to slash him with my sword, and then, uh, which looks like it does very little damage, and then have him explode in a ball of fiery radiant light. Boom! Uh, fiery radiant green. light that's okay on your friends, right? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's just it's like a cool fireworks show. Low UV, like no risk of melanoma. 
your it's, oh, okay. your skin protects you completely. If you were a skeleton, it would be terrible. <laughs> but skin, no problem. <laughs> so, so zombies, like if they don't if they don't have holes in them, are okay. Um, I use a different one. I use a different spell for zombies. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we're out of initiative. You and Hieronymus uh, are all sort of gathered around this like crazy altar. Uh, I think Winthrow has like both a like um, satisfaction about like doing some very legitimate magic, um, but also some like jitters from like man the fucking forest like i knew it was going to be scary it turned out it was scarier than i thought it was going to be um you know it's just like oh fuck this is terrible like the yeah the the adrenaline rush has like not worn off right uh, right exactly. and you're not really sure that you want it to even though you don't really know where to direct it <laughs> yeah well this is not drew deer's first rodeo Seen stuff like this before. He's nonplussed with the battle. <laughs> he didn't even I, bust out any of his big spells. Can we assume that Drew Deer is actually not level one, and this is like like a this is not my final form thing that like Drew Deer just hasn't gotten serious and leveling up is just like well maybe I should try hard. Yeah, he just yeah he, he does he doesn't like yeah he's just pulling <laughs> like a punches. break of the will yeah. Yeah. Drew Deer's level two. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think. I think. Philip. I think. I think you look like that. But then I think Philip appears beside you and is like, uh, "I did not think you would be so adept at wielding my power for the first time. Good job, Drew Deer." Wink. <laughs> yeah. Drew Deer's happy. He was able to heal his friends. Um, like hell yeah these co-workers are slowly growing on him <laughs> not all of them obviously yeah there, there, are cl- <laughs> there are clearly some bad ones in the group well they're just you know they're clearly. favorites and then the other ones sure Checks some out. top tier mm-hmm. and some co-workers <laughs> <laughs> Bass is just happy to be alive <laughs> yeah, I gotta say the team Super epic, though. I, I love the image of Bass getting like axe, and then just like kind of picking himself back up this bloody mess, and then just turning around and then just like wasting this super monster. He didn't yeah, even absolutely. pick himself up. We healed a him, dog, picked and him the up. dog licked him up. Yeah, licked him. <laughs> That's true. Like ba- a cartoon. Bass only knows one move: to hit it as hard as he can with his greatsword. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very short playbook. Ukog, did you process all this? You got uh, you, you got gored, buddy. You got a hole in you. Yeah, I mean it's it happens. <laughs> U- Ukog, so we need to. I mean, you know, Ukog's a little jealous. He's he's thinking he's looking pretty sweet. He kind of keeps forgetting there's a paladin in the group, so he like charged forward, and then the bass was already there. So it's a little awkward trying to share space as a tank. <laughs> no, U- Ukog. The problem is just that we charged in the wrong order. Ukog needs to go in first. He'll like get like gored with like the most powerful attack and still be like standing and fine and like what was that? And then Bast can charge in. That's true. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. So just roll really high. I've got a negative one. I shouldn't <laughs> be rolling that high. That shouldn't happen again. 
Somehow I've only got a plus one, so it's I'm not I'm not there either. About this crazy monster, um, this thing was so powerful. Uh, it was actually a challenge rating three, mm. um, and it was specifically designed to knock you guys and if you defeated it and didn't die into level three. Hey, whoa, boy! Woo. Woo. For next time, you guys will be at level three uh, after you sleep. Let me let me let me just like be a little nudgy here and, and note like sleeping in a evil altar space is maybe not a good idea in the forest. What do you know oh, about yeah. good ideas? Are okay. you playing this game, <laughs> Nick. Nick? I mean, <laughs> no, no, you're right. I'm just saying. I'm just like sometimes common sense is in in your head, and then sometimes it's a it's a helpful cricket on your shoulder. And you is this just one think of-, of me as as that? cricket is this one of those scenarios where it's not a good idea it's a great idea <laughs> yeah. yeah i would you like like yeah. you to know that winthrow does not need that cricket he's got a like <laughs> siren in his head letting him know that yeah <laughs> do not okay. sleep here do not winthrow's just waiting to calm down a little bit before he says i told you so yeah. i've kind right. of always thought of winthrow as the group's cricket yeah <laughs> Everyone needs weight. Well, thanks for joining us this evening. This has been PlayQuest. I'm Winthrow, and well, I warned you about the forest. The monster's down, but the mystery still remains. Join us next week on PlayQuest when these fools vie for plot points. And if you're picking up what we're putting down, that is, you're enjoying what we're doing here on PlayQuest and you want to see us keep doing some more, there's a few ways that you can reach out to us to let us know. First of all, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend. You can reach out to us on Twitter at PlayQuestPod. That's our handle there. And you can also email us at PlayQuestPod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you about literally anything. We want to give a big thanks to our audio engineers, Dave and Kevin, for making the creepy music that you hear in our intro and outro. Thanks for listening. Good night.